Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 87 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about the blockbuster trade of Mookie Betts and David Price from the Red Sox to the Dodgers. Here are the details of the trade from the Red Sox side of things. The Red Sox trade Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers for outfielder Alex Verdugo, infielder Jeter Downs, and catcher Connor Wong and the Red Sox are paying half of the remaining $96 million on David Price's contract. And the relief pitcher the Red Sox were supposed to get, Bruce Star Greaterall, goes to the Dodgers from the Twins for pitcher Kenta Maeda. So after a long wait, the Mookie Betts sweepstakes are finally over as he lands with the Dodgers. Here is his career. Six years with the Red Sox. 301 batting average, 139 home runs, 374 on base percentage. He won a batting title and an MVP. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Mookie Betts was a fifth round draft pick. So to say he far exceeded expectations would probably be the biggest understatement ever said out loud. I mean, there's a reason many people think he is the second best player in baseball. And if you had told me two short years ago, after winning the World Series of the Dodgers and David Price reconciling his postseason demons and Mookie Betts and David Price winning the World Series with the Red Sox, that two years later, those two in particular would be traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers. This is one of the weirdest, strangest off-seasons in Red Sox history. And let's be honest, whether or not you like this move, this has been one of the worst off-seasons in Red Sox history. They had to part ways with their manager, Alex Gore, who they probably thought was going to be around for another decade. They had to trade their all-star MVP. Yes, they got rid of David Price, which I'm sure they're kind of happy with, but this has not been the ideal Red Sox off-season from a PR standpoint. Again, whether or not this was the right move is not what you want to see if you're a fan of the Boston Red Sox two years after winning an historic amount of games and winning the World Series. I think the whole thing is complicated because if Mookie truly didn't want to sign with the Red Sox and it was going to have to be 10 years and $400 million, then guess what? I'm on the Red Sox side because I do not think Mookie Betts is worth $400 million. I don't think any baseball player is worth $400 million. I understand why the Angels pay Mike Trout that kind of money because there's nothing else to really watch or be entertained with that team. But the Red Sox have had a history of winning World Series with a different cast of characters. The 2004 Red Sox were not the same group that won in 2007. The 2007 Red Sox were not the same group that won in 2013. And this group of Red Sox is not the same Red Sox that won 2018. In the defense of the ownership of the Red Sox, they have won with a different group of players each and every time they've won the World Series. From the Dodgers' perspective, this is the type of move they have to do because they're guaranteed to win the division each and every year. This is the type of move that puts them over the top to have Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts, two former MVPs on the same team in their prime. This is the type of move you need to make to secure your best chance of winning it all. And this is the biggest move that Andrew Friedman has made since taking over the Dodgers. Yes, he's been very good at developing talent and sticking with his young players and not trading away talent. And that's why out of the blue, Max Muncy comes around and becomes a really good player. The Dodgers are great at developing talent. 
sometimes when you're a big market team, you need to act like the Red Sox or the Yankees and make that big, high-caliber move. And when an MVP candidate falls on your lap and you don't have to give away your top prospects, you make that move. No matter if he's on a one-year contract, a long-term contract, you make that move. You also acquire David Price, who can really help out your pitching staff, because the less you need to rely on Clayton Kershaw if you're the Dodgers, the better in my mind. Yes, every single year you beat out the Diamondbacks, you beat out the Padres, you beat out the Rockies. It doesn't matter if you don't take home the World Series title. You can win 100 games every single year, go to the World Series and lose, and it doesn't matter. At some point, the Dodgers, who have not won a World Series since 1988, need to bring home a championship back to L.A. And obviously, they have a good enough chance as anyone to keep Mookie Betts long-term because they are one of those few teams that can afford him. If I had to make a guess, Mookie Betts is going to enjoy L.A. Who wouldn't? Back to the Red Sox. The way I see it, if they had kept Mookie Betts this season and they didn't make any other moves to improve, guess where they were going to finish in the AL East? Third place again behind the Yankees and Rays. So, if you're not going to improve your team, yes, J.D. Martinez opted in. But just having J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts come back and David Price come back and not knowing what you're going to get out of Chris Sale is not enough, especially when your team was flawed last year. It was only going to get worse. This had to be done. If you weren't going to improve your team, you needed to trade away Price and Betts. In my opinion, they either had to improve or hit the reset button. There can be no in-between when you are the Boston Red Sox. Yes, trading away your best player when he's 27 years old and an MVP looks bad. But in my opinion, Mookie Betts is a $250 to $300 million player, not a $400 million player. So if that's what he truly believed, and again, you can make the case, let him go out to market and see what he was going to get. But he was going to be insulted, and we all know this, if the Red Sox didn't believe he was worth 400. It feels different when the team that you came up with won an MVP, won a batting title, won a World Series with, doesn't pay you top dollar. We all know that can be more insulting. So, is it possible he he doesn't need 400 from the Dodgers? I don't think he does. All the reports are true, and the Red Sox keep offering bets these contracts that he feel are less to his earnings, he's going to be insulted by that because of what he's done for this team. So he is going to want top, top dollar to stay with this team. He will probably not sign, if I had to guess, a $400 million contract with the Dodgers. It will probably be a quite a bit less. But if you're Mookie Betts and the Red Sox come up to you before you test free agency and say they want to keep you on a 10-year deal, obviously you're going to say, okay, you don't want me to test the market? Here, give me $400 million. And if they say, no, you're not worth that, you're worth $100 million less, you're going to be insulted by that number, no matter how big we all think that number is anyway. I also don't think we will ever truly know if Mookie Betts wanted to remain in Boston. Again, it's tough to read. And I thought it was in poor taste for Mookie Betts the moment he found out he was traded to tell Jim Rice, I wanted to be a Red Sox forever. This was my home. I think he probably 
should have publicly stated that before all of this went down if he wanted us to truly believe it. That's why I have my doubts. And don't tell me that would have hurt Mookie Betts' free agency. There are plenty of guys who say, I want to be with this team, but it needs to be at a certain price. He never even went so far as to say that until the day he was traded to a Red Sox Hall of Fame player. That, to me, is in poor taste if you're Mookie Betts. That's the one thing I hold against Mookie Betts. Why did you tell Jim Rice you wanted to be here forever? Like, it just, it wasn't good timing there because you had shown no signs of feeling that way towards the team at all these last six years. Maybe Mookie Betts does feel that way. I just felt like I should have known that before this all went down. I'm also surprised about how many people are surprised by the Red Sox strategy here. We've seen this time and time again. Sometimes they don't spend, but then when they see the critical reaction of them not spending, they overspend like crazy. Pablo Sandoval, Hanley Ramirez, John Lackey, Adrian Gonzalez in a trade. Like they will do the absolute over the top move to try to gain your interest back. But the real thing that surprises me here is how many people are surprised that the Red Sox don't want to hand a 27 year old a 10 year contract. Just look at their history. Their longest contract is the Manny Ramirez 8 year deal. That was for like 160. Then the biggest contract ever given out from the Red Sox is David Price's 7 year $216 million contract. Nowhere near as much as the Yankees have given to A-Rod in the past. Or, guess what? The Angels have given Mike Trout. The Red Sox have never gone towards that mega superstar wow type contract that was like given out to Bryce Harper and Manny Machado last offseason. The Red Sox have never gone there with anyone. No matter how old, no matter how young they are, no matter how what level player they are, the Red Sox have never spent the oh wow type money on a player. They have on their roster overall, but I feel like they are unwilling to do that for one player. Forget my pun here, but they are unwilling to bet their franchise success on one superstar level player. If they gave that type of contract to Mookie Betts, they know it would all have to rely on Mookie Betts being an MVP player year after year after year after year. And that just doesn't happen in baseball unless you're Mike Trout. Like Mookie Betts had the MVP season this last year. He wasn't up to that standard. I know some people are like, let's just play it out, see where it goes, see if your team is as good or as bad as you think it's going to be with bets on it, and risk the chance of bets just walking away. But when you have that type of level player, you need... There's value in Mookie Betts. He got you back a pretty decent outfielder, an up-and-coming infielder, and a catcher. And if those players pan out, if Alex Verdugo is a success, that will be because you traded away Mookie Betts. Again, the Red Sox have never even made the jump to giving a player a $300 million contract. And some of you are expecting them to give Mookie Betts the 400 he wants. It just seems out of this world bonkers to me. I think Betts could have come back, and if the Red Sox had won like 95 games and been a surprise team, they would still be unwilling to give Mookie Betts that kind of, to quote the Phillies, crazy stupid money. Because it's not in their nature, and by the way, it might be smart. There's so many people out there questioning a team that has won four World Series in the last, what, 15 years? 04, 07, 13, 18. I mean, this team wins World Series. 
series titles. And I ultimately feel like this is just piling on for the Red Sox because Alex Cora was let go. Now you traded away your player. This feels like a really bad offseason. But I don't really know the potential for Alex Verdugo or Jeter Downs or the catcher they got. And I also think people are forgetting they still have Xander Bogarts, who I think was fantastic last season. Raphael Devers, who was out of this world last year. There are still good players on the Boston Red Sox. They are not going to be terrible without Mookie. Do I think they're going to be third place and not even compete with the Yankees or Rays? Yes, I believe that to be true. But I think even if they are bad this next season. They will spend the next year. This is not the end of the Red Sox being a winning franchise because they will still make those over-the-top moves to spend. They will still spend on their teams. They're not becoming the Oakland A's. They're not becoming the Kansas City Royals. These owners still put money into your team, and I think that's still a good situation to be in if you're a Red Sox fan. It looks bad now. Alex Cora is gone. Moogie Betts is gone. David Price is gone. You overpaid for Chris sale. You still have Nathan Avaldi. Like you still have some really bad contracts and probably somewhat because of those you had to give away a 27 year old player in his prime. But you really need to start asking yourself these questions. Can the Red Sox still compete in the future without Mookie Betts? The answer to that is yes. For me, this isn't even the worst time they've lost a superstar player. Remember the whole John Lester situation where he just walked away? You trade him to the Oakland A's because you were so far away on a contract? To me, that was far worse because I felt like John Lester wanted to be the ace of the Boston Red Sox. I have no real feeling if Mookie Betts wanted to be the the best player on the Boston Red Sox, or he just really wanted to be the second highest player, paid player in baseball, no matter what, no matter where. To get, I don't fault that line of thinking. Like if Mookie Betts can really become the second highest paid player in baseball, I understand why he wants to leave the Red Sox, why he wants to see if that can be a possibility. Like the possibility of it, I'm sure is inescapable for Mookie Betts, but I also understand the Red Sox saying, well, our situation's not great now with him. We're not really looking to pay other players around him. We're not building a championship level team this year. He's going to walk. We're not going to give him $400 million after a year of being under the luxury tax. Like overall, logically, it didn't make much sense if you believe in the Red Sox line of thinking by going under the luxury tax, which I get that's the big thing here. So many fans are mad that the Red Sox are not willing to be over the luxury tax. I get it. I can see both lines of thinking. John Henry's a billionaire. You don't care about his money, but he is also an owner who has paid players in the past. He's just not willing to pay one player that massive amount of money. And I also understand that line of thinking because in baseball, when you have that contract, things can go sour really fast. Look at Nolan Arenado and the Rockies. One year after giving him an eight-year deal, they are looking to move on from him. Yes, you can say that's because the Rockies are in a different situation than the Red Sox, and the Red Sox can eat that money. But still, do you want an unhappy, bloated, big contract on your hands in the end? If I give Mookie Betts that contract, how many good years of that do I get? Six? Seven? Five? There's no way of knowing. I hate making this comparison, but I'm about to. The Washington Nationals just let Bryce Harper go, and a year later, they won the World Series. Do you know 
know how they did that? They developed Juan Soto. They had a great farm system where they developed a guy like Juan Soto. The Red Sox need to go back to developing young talent. That's what Theo Epstein was a lead at. Dave Dombrowski spent, spent, spent. He got David Price. Then he was like, oh, that didn't work out. Then he got Chris Sale. Then he got J.D. Martinez. Listen, I get it. You spent, you used all your assets. Your minor league system is one of the absolute worst in Major League Baseball. You needed to retool and you needed to reset. And the only way you can do that is if you trade away your elite talent. You trade Mookie Betts. You trade David Price. The Dodgers gave you a decent infielder, it feels like. They gave you Alex Verdugo, an outfielder with potential. Maybe a surprise catching prospect to go along with it. You needed to reset your Farm system after the last five years of going all in and trying to compete. Again, the Washington Nationals decided not to pay Bryce Harper, and a year later, they won the World Series. That's a fact. I'm not saying the Red Sox are going to do that. I'm not saying just getting rid of Mookie Betts is going to make them a World Series contender. But retooling the franchise, trying to develop young talent, trying to find the next Mookie Betts, that's the way to go here. That's how you compete to try to win championships. As a fan, keeping Mookie Betts around might have satisfied you for a moment, but you want to know what's the most exciting thing about baseball? Seeing young talent develop out of nowhere. In 2007, we saw a Red Sox prospect, Dustin Pedroia, come out of nowhere. We saw Jacoby Ellsbury come out of nowhere. Those are the most exciting times for me as a baseball fan when the Red Sox actually develop prospects from their organization and they become star players. Yes, Mookie Betts became a star player out of the Red Sox organization, but it's been a while since then that they've had one. They've hit on Devers, they've hit on Benintendi, but they need to retool their minor league system so that they can develop those young and exciting players. And I think when those players do develop and you get the next Red Sox superstar, You'll forget all about the Mookie Betts because to me, the most exciting things about baseball are those young star players. Lastly, I'll say this. This offseason was tough. Again, you lost a manager who you thought was going to be around for the next 10 to 15 years. You traded away your MVP. You traded away a World Series hero who at first you didn't like, but then he started. it turned out he was okay And David Price. Listen, it's been a rough offseason for the Red Sox. That does not mean... The next five years are going to be rough. The Red Sox will spend like madmen again. But the best thing for this organization to do is if Mookie Betts was not going to sign a reasonable contract, which to me would be in the 250 to $300 million, then you had to move on from him and you needed to retool your organization. Trade some of those players. J.D. Martinez could be next. Again, he'll probably opt out after a year. There are are times in Major League Baseball where these big market teams say we don't want to overspend for these star athletes. The Yankees didn't end up paying Robinson Cano. Listen, Robinson Cano, we're going to make a 
case, he's not Mookie Betts. I understand he's not Mookie Betts. But Robinson Cano was arguably the best second baseman in baseball when he was a free agent and the Yankees let him walk to the Mariners. How did that contract work out? There's so many cases of these 10-year deals not working out. Robinson Cano, I just mentioned him. Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols. Do we really think Bryce Harper's 13-year contract is going to work out for the Phillies? Or how about that Manny Machado deal in San Diego. I just don't think those are going to work out. Yes, I am mostly on the Red Sox side here. Although it is frustrating to see an MVP and a World Series hero from two years ago walk away, I think the best thing for the Red Sox to do was to trade them. They did that. They retool, develop that talent. Hope Alex Verdugo rises to his potential. Hope Jeter Downs is a really good baseball player and move on and try to to develop the next World Series winning Red Sox team. They've got four World Series in 15 years for a reason, and I have faith they can do it again. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Ed Dead Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe. 